Hello, I am your Chief of Wrestling, Craig Anderson, and you're listening to Dirt Sheet Mania, episode 14. your Chief of Wrestling, Craig Anderson. Welcome to episode 14 of Dirt Sheet Mania. Another slightly different show coming up for you this week, guys. Unfortunately, I mean, we're both very busy guys, you said before, Kieran and myself. We are always, always wanting to bring you an episode of Dirt Sheet Mania, just like Monday Night Raw. They, even when the snow came down, they still put out a Raw, and even though me and Kieran can't physically be in the same room, we're still going to put out an episode of Dirt Sheet Mania for you. We're going to have a brief discussion about backlash from this past week, as well as Monday Night Raw and SmackDown, and moving forward to Monday in the bank um, we know we're also actually going to be releasing a part of this show two of our it's kind of a ramble so just towards the end of the show I'm going to pop in a couple of those little ones that we've got in there there are a couple of humdingers I hope you enjoy them um, we might not have released them before so please listen to the end of the show for them very very funny lost about 90 seconds each so definitely worth standing for that but we're going to start this week, uh, we're going to talk about talking about Backlash, and I'm actually going to throw you over to the Director of Creativity. He's going to start you off, and he is going to talk to you guys about his thoughts on Backlash. So I'll see you guys in a second. See you in a minute. Hello everybody, it's uh, Kieran Smith here, the Director of Creativity for Dirt Sheet Mania, and as me and Craig can't get together this week, we're trying to do things separately. Um, got a little, uh, got got what I think from the week of wrestling, starting with Backlash. Um, obviously, a lot of people have moaned about Backlash this week, um, saying it wasn't a good show. Um, I think when we done our preview show last week with Craig, um, it wasn't what we thought was going to be a good pay-per-view because it's just come off the Superstar Shake-Up and there was obviously a lot of a lot of show, a lot of matches that were uh, cross-branded, and um, I think that sort of come across well. And obviously, the week before we had uh, the Greatest Royal Rumble, which was only nine days before, so I don't think it uh, really helped. Um, a lot of people moaning about Roman Reigns ending the show. Um, I think it was possibly the right person to have in the show. Uh, the way the uh, the WWE title match between Shinsuke and AJ ended with a double countout, um, I don't think Roman Reigns. Uh, sorry, I don't think um, that match could have ended the show because I think a lot of people would have been very unhappy with that. Um, but they seem to be going forward with pushing Roman Reigns. A lot of talk of that they shouldn't, they should turn him heel and everything. Um, I think what they need to do with Roman personally is to uh, you know just give him a bit of time off, give him three months off, maybe just just let him refresh, recuperate, and it'll give the you know take the fans you know a bit of time to forget about him and maybe he can come back. He can come back as a heel, come back as a face, he can come back as as anything, I just think we need a, a fresh approach with Roman Reigns going forward. Um, in regards to the match that end, ended Backlash, could they have done a women's title match ended? I know the women's title matches weren't the best in terms of calibre. Um, obviously, you had Nia Jax versus Alexa Bliss. Um, that match probably could have ended, but I think in terms of what the match that they, and the story that they told in that match, that may have not have gone down well. Charlotte could it could definitely main event any pay-per-view, but against Carmella, not too sure. Um, but, you know, they could have done it as an experiment. They could have just put a women's title match on last, give give more credibility to the women's evolution. Um, 
so yeah, but ending with Roman Reigns obviously beating Samoa Joe. Uh, Reigns needed obviously to get a win back at some point because he's he's lost to Brock Lesnar uh, quite a few times in the recent couple of months. Um, but also, you know, best match, best thing, best thing of the night to be honest was uh, the Miz versus uh, Seth Rollins. Um, great match. We know Seth's got this Monday Night Rollins thing. He wants to be the face of Monday Night Raw, um, and, it, and this match um, ultimately helped that. Um, but in terms of the match, I actually believe the Miz could have won it. And when you can buy into that, um, you know, an opponent that you know is not going to win, but you think he can win during a match, it's only a good thing. But yeah, as we said, you know, it's the best thing of the night, definitely for Backlash. Um, but hopefully going forward for the next pay-per-view, which is Money in the Bank, which, you know, tends to be the best, one of the best pay-per-views of the year. Um, hopefully with the separate separated brands um, and no... No quick pay-per-view before it. Hopefully, with Money in the Bank, they can make a good pay-per-view. Thank you very much, Kieran, for your thoughts on Backlash. I agree with you on some of them, to be honest. I do. I do, but I disagree on others. I disagree on others, and it would be very, very boring if me and Kieran agreed on everything, because at the end of the day... That'd be a really boring podcast, wouldn't it? Really boring. So, one thing I do agree with Kieran is that Backlash was in a very unfortunate time. With the Greatest Royal Rumble only, what, uh, nine days before it, and the Superstar Shake-Up just before that as well. You had a few instances in this show where you had some cross-matches. Samoa Joe versus Roman Reigns. Uh, that was a cross-match. And the Miz challenging Seth Rollins for the IC title was, uh, was a, again, a match that had to happen. Because it made sense, but because Mrs. Now on SmackDown and, and Seth is on Raw, a match, you know, it's not gonna, you know, it's not gonna go down. In regards to what you think, you know, Miz winning. So we'll start talking about from the beginning of the show. So Miz versus Seth Rollins, straight away, a fantastic match, match of the night by an absolute country mile. It was fantastic, absolutely brilliant. These two guys, um, the chemistry is phenomenal. But for the Miz to hit his skull crushing finale, not once but twice. And Seth still kicks out, but I believed, I was at this point now, I'm at this point with him is now, where I believed that he was going to win that match. Even though there's no way that Raw, a three-hour show, wouldn't have a mid-card title. Because they don't have the, the, the main title, the Universal Champion, Brock Lesnar's not even on there. So Seth was never going to lose this match. He could have been run over by the Miz, and he would never have lost this match. So kudos to WWE, kudos to the Miz for his exceptional work and I'm extremely looking forward to um, you know eventually him tying up with Daniel Bryan which I believe they're going to be doing on this UK tour that's coming up now so they're going to be over in the UK now so Raws and Smackdowns uh, you know you'll be able to look up spoilers uh, but you still want to you want to wait till midnight and 1am to see them don't you <laughs> but The Miz and Daniel Bryan I think they're going to be wrestling on house shows so that'd be great but The Miz and Seth Rollins, fantastic open. And it was match of the night, hands down. It was match of the night. Um, in regards to what on, went on last, I, as a traditionalist, so I slightly disagree with Kieran, the WWE Championship match between AJ Styles and Shinsuke Nakamura should have gone on last. Okay, as it turns out, it was a draw, no finish, if you may. So how does that look to be going on last? It sounds very, very boring, uh, you know, maybe the crowd might not be happy with that. That's fine, but at the end of the day, you still have to make them believe. You know, you don't know it's going to be a non-finish until the end of the match. You know, 
it, what you're sort of saying is that Roman Reigns is bigger than the WWE title. But you could also argue that, you know, good at good on Samoa Joe. Samoa Joe's in the main event, and he's wrestling Roman Reigns. So that's good for Joe, but they don't like it because it's it's Roman Reigns. Interesting the way fans look at things. Great for Joe, but they're not really looking at it's good for Joe because he lost. So, yeah, again, Big Joe's in the main event against Roman Reigns, but they're booing Roman Reigns because they're not happy. They're not happy for Joe, even in a... Uh, even though we lost in, in a kayfabe type of way, it was still good for Samoa Joe. So, yeah, very, very balanced, unbalanced pay-per-view. Could, could the women have gone on last time that Kieran spoke about? Yes, I don't think any reason why not the women could have gone on last. Would I put Nia and Alexa on last? Um, they have a, a more interesting storyline than just a rematch, which Carmella has. But Charlotte is that, she is, she is a, you know, if they ever decide to have men wrestle women, she'd be the first one on the, on the list because she is, you know, she's six foot tall, she's strong, she's physical, she's striking, her entrance is one of a champion. It sounds odd, but I would have, if I had to pick, I'd put Carmella and, and Charlotte on last because, as Kieran said as well, it's Charlotte. You know, she's even ignoring the surname; it doesn't even matter. She, you know, the Flair name as well. If you even if you do then add that into into a con- connection, she absolutely should have been on last, no question. So yes, there was an argument for that. Nia Jackson, Alexa Bliss. Uh, apparently, Nia, Alexa Bliss is injured. I don't know if that's kayfabe or real life, so she might be out of action for a short time. Um, but also, we we you know that could that have gone on last maybe. But for me, Charlotte and Carmella, if you're going to pick a women's match, so that's our thoughts on Backlash. We will put up a who's won and lost on the old predictions. I know I'm a little bit behind, so Kieran's racing ahead, so I have to reel him in somehow. Um, we will also now going to be turning our attentions to Raw and SmackDown. So Kieran's going to talk to you about Monday Night Raw, and then I'm going to talk to you about SmackDown Live. So here is Kieran with Monday Night Raw. So Monday Night Raw. Braun Strowman qualifies for Money in the Bank after uh, an opening segment with Kurt Angle. Um, I think it's easy to say, and I think it's easy to show, but I think Braun Strowman is the man we want as the face of the company. The, the way the WWE have built this man, built the monster, um, has been tremendous ever since the start of the brand split. Um, the, the crowd are behind him. The unfortunate thing at the moment is I don't know what WWE sort of know what to do with him. He's sort of stuck in a bit of limbo at the moment, and I think until they decide ultimately what they want to do with Roman Reigns, or they you know they pull the plug on the Roman Reigns experiment, or they they find a way to get Roman over with the fans, um, people will be behind Strowman. Um, we naturally gravitate to him because he's he's got charisma and we laugh, but he's he's you know he's a big monster, he's a big man, but he can also wrestle as well in a, a way you know that um, the drop kicks he does as a as a you know when he's running and especially when he's running around the ring as well chasing after people knocking kevin owens on his ass three times you know in the way that kevin owens took uh took those bumps it was tremendous so i think um we'll see Strowman and his money in the back I don't, I don't see him winning it i don't think the briefcase will benefit him braun braun's quite a dominant athlete i think he'll end up winning the title at some point in a standard one-on-one match um, but on the women's side of things um ember moon qualifies and what it seems to be a feature of the shows on Raw and SmackDown this week is that only one woman has qualified per show, whereas on the men's side of things, two men have qualified from each show. So do they have a, a less women in, in, in the Money in the Bank match? Are they going to have six, whereas eight in the in the men's side of things? Or you know, are they trying to spread out the women's matches? Because um, there is about four weeks until Money in the Bank. Um, 
Also, as well, I think uh, Sasha will will qualify at some point. Um, even though she was in this match, I think there'll be some sort of um, sort of losers triple threat to last chance to qualify. Um, maybe Bailey as well, but maybe this will end up with Sasha and Bailey taking each other out. It seems like this this feud that they're teasing will probably ultimately end in SummerSlam, which will be I think three years from uh, NXT Takeover Brooklyn, um, which is where they had that stunning stellar match on NXT. Um, so maybe there are a few dens there. Thank you, Kieran, about Monday Night Raw. So yeah, money in the bank. That's coming up next. Six weeks away. It's quite a long time to build to a, a pay-per-view, considering the greatest Royal Rumble and Backlash were so quick to each other. Maybe that could there have been a little bit more of a gap between them? Quite possibly. I think that's something that we could have probably have looked at for WWE. Um, but nonetheless, six weeks to build to money in the bank. It's slowly becoming the fifth in the big five uh, of your pay-per-views so um why not have a build to it let's see how that goes um so as kieran said on raw we had some qualifying matches two men's one women's and that happened exactly the same on smackdown we'll start with the ladies peyton royce versus charlotte flair uh, great for Peyton to mix it up with Charlotte on SmackDown Live. Um, unfortunately for her, there was one winner with Charlotte. So Charlotte is in your SmackDown uh, money in the bank. Well, I see SmackDown. She's qualified from SmackDown. But like we know, there's only going to be... Well, as, as Kieran said, is there going to be six women in this match? Or is there going to be, you know, your whole, you know... Is, is, are they going to have six, seven? We don't know. We don't know. There's only one a week. Does that mean there's going to be less? I don't know. I think Kieran's right in saying they're going to they're going to drag it out a little bit because I think that kind of makes sense. Drag it out. Have one of it. Maybe have two. And, but, and guys, just because Peyton Royce lost this match doesn't mean her or Billy Kay won't be in this match. Just because you lose doesn't mean you can't qualify later in the last chance. It generally doesn't mean anything uh, in regards to losing because you can still qualify. Uh, with the men, we have Rusev versus Daniel Bryan and Jeff Hardy versus The Miz. And believe it or not, I mean Big Cass softened, I think the word they're looking for, softened uh, Daniel Bryan up, and Rusev won. Clean one, two, three in the middle of the ring. Okay, he got softened up, so it's not as clean as clean could be, but he still won. Rusev beat Daniel Bryan in the middle of a SmackDown ring, one, two, three, and that's all that will say in the record books. The other person qualifying was The Miz, so again, just because Bryan lost this match, don't think, he, you know, just because he lost doesn't mean he won't not, he, he might not be in this match. Keep your eyes out for that, boys and girls, because I, I do think Daniel Bryan might still find a s sneak his way in him and uh, actually Big Cass. So, I mean, the way I see it is that maybe, I mean, a fair guess would be to say there'd be going to be eight people in each match, if I had to guess. Um, like You know, so four from Raw, four from SmackDown on each. The rumours, the rumours are there's going to be a third Money in the Bank, and it's going to be a tag team Money in the Bank. Now, I don't know how this would work. Uh, it could, I mean, why not? Experiment. I'm led to believe it might not be, because next week on SmackDown, we know that, um, because the, from the falling out of Woods and Cesaro from SmackDown, we know that there's going to be the New Day versus The Bar. And the winning team, I don't know how they'll figure it out, whether it's it's the one who gets the pinfall, or whether that, that team then knows a game of rock, paper, scissors, and they decide. But one member of each team will then, well, the winning team, one member will qualify for money in the bank in uh, what would be five weeks' time from that point. So again, how they work that out, I'm not entirely sure. I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, yeah, no, Smack, SmackDown, and, and to be fair, Raw as well. They were coming off, uh, you know, such a busy time, and now they're coming over to the United Kingdom as well. 
it's all go, go, go for WWE, you know, especially the last few weeks. I think, you know, I'm looking forward now these, these rosters are in and they're in place. I'm looking forward to them sort of almost settling down a little bit because it's always been a little bit chaotic. And I don't think you can kind of get a good gauge of what the what the rosters are going to do until they settle down. Because there's two, you know, there's, there's no split pay-per-views anymore. You will get instances like Money in the Bank where they're still going to kind of still wrestle each other. So that that bridge between Raw and SmackDown is a lot um, it's a lot softer than what it was. It used to be completely straight up. That was it. Raw and one show, one SmackDown, another show. But you're still going to get them where there's instances where they start keep wrestling each other. So just because you're even if you've got two wrestlers, male or female, that were different shows, that doesn't mean they're not going to mix it up on pay per views. So keep that in mind, guys. So yeah, I really hope you guys have kind of enjoyed our little. Uh, uh, effort today for Dirt Sheet Mania so it's not really what we had in mind but um, I've been away from Monday to Wednesday and Kieran um, Kieran was busy uh, from Thursday onwards <laughs> and even Jamie was was, was uh, only available late on so it was challenging we tr- we tried to get you a show and we hope you've enjoyed the show um, one thing that I, like I said to you I, we are going to put out at the end of this um, and um we're going to put it now. It's two of the ram, two of like random rambles that me and Kieran went on. Uh, one, uh, and I'll just give you the title of this. It's Braun Strowman to Blue Peter. Make of that what you will. And the other one is a um, a rich man's um, way of watching the Attitude Era. So imagine back in the day, you needed Sky or whatever. If you didn't have Sky, you just had your channel one, two, three, four, five. That was it. If you didn't have what was it? Is it satellite? Yeah, if you didn't have satellite, then you just had one to five. None of this free view stuff. It was pretty boring. I had both back in the day. And trust me, one to five was boring because you didn't get Cartoon Network and then TNT. So it's basically WWF and WCW, um, rich man compared to a poor man. And we also have Braun Strowman to Blue Peter. They're both coming up right away. But guys, thank you very much. Kieran's been the director of creativity. He created so I could procrastinate. And also, I am your chief of wrestling, Craig Anderson. Thank you very much for listening to Dutchie Mania. And I'm almost certain next week we'll be back to our regularly scheduled programming. Thank you. Take care. Bye-bye for now. Dilly dilly. Dilly dilly. The speculation about Braun's partner increases. Jonathan Coachman put a poll poll up on his Twitter. Um, he does actively tweet during the show. Periscope as sure, well. I'm not sure if I could, no, like. Concentrate on your job, Jonathan. Yeah, I, I get it. It's Although saying that, but... he, he can still do it better than Booker T could. Yeah. And then, don't forget, we have gone through so many daft-ass, crappy colour commentators this year. David Utunga. <sighs> yeah. Was he on SmackDown? No, he was Raw. Yeah. Then Booker. He got, he got traded to Raw, but he never actually... He never he Raw. never did it, did he? No. Because he didn't have to do a movie. Yeah. Booker. Yeah. I'm glad Coach is back. SmackDown's got the best team. I mean... Oh, I mean even... SmackDown for me has the NXT team. Yeah. Because they were all doing NXT yeah, yeah. together. Yeah. But they, they bounce off each other like... But they're not the NXT team of more over now. And I don't per- like that anymore. See, all, I don't like Press Watson. You don't like Percy Watson? Nah. I think he's getting better, personally. I mean... Mm, you know. I like Nige. Yeah. You know I like Nige. He's, he's Nige. He's, he's um, our Nige, isn't it? He's our Nige. He wore my laptop. Have I told you that story before? Yeah, yes. About a thousand times. Yeah, a thousand times, yeah. I about the old man in the corner. Have I told you about the time Nigel McGuinness wore my referee shirt?
Grandad, here's my trouble, Kenneth. Ah, it's a great British wrestler. I used to London Towers. It's a finishing maneuver. Lovely movie, lovely. A bit like Randy's uh, DDT. Rubbish, though, rubbish. How many times was he WWE champion, Grandad? No, there's no need to know that. <laughs> Ever seen his um documentary? No. Yeah, it's really sad. Is it? Generally, I like, felt like really upset for him. Well, actually, I'm glad he's he made it to WWE. Well, he did, which is what he wanted yeah. to do when he left when he left Ring of Honor. And he, and he now has a blue Peter badge. He does, which he bloody loves. He bloody loves it. <laughs> he wears that all the time. Even Michael Cole loves it when he when he comes over. He's like, I got a blue Peter badge. Nigel wears that. Did he wear a takeover? I think he wears it every. <laughs> Literally stripy pajamas. I I freaking love Nigel McGuinness. I think he brings such a difference to that tag, that uh, commentary team. Um, well, the freaking hell were we? Oh yeah, <laughs> Braun Strowman versus Shane was on Raw. How do we end up to blue pizza? Just us. Just us. <laughs> How you get from Braun Strowman telling us his tag team partner to Nigel McGuinness in his stripy pajamas wearing a blue pizza? <laughs> only, only here. Only here on Dirt Sheet Mania. <laughs> Watch Raw on a Friday night and SmackDown on a Saturday night. So that's we did. Yeah, we did. We did at like ten a.m. Yeah, on a Sunday morning, a Saturday morning. Yeah, where every time they'd go to, when they used to have chair shots, it used to be Nitro on Friday, Friday night, nine p.m. TNT mm-hmm. after um, Cartoon Network. Finished. Yes, yes. Um, then then you used to watch Raw. I think sometimes that started at eleven, so you could do it until Nitro went three hours, and you had to watch it until twelve. Bloody then I'd watch Thunder. On Saturday night around my nans, I'd watch SmackDown Saturday morning mm. at my nans. And yeah, so I basically watched wrestling so on Friday night, both that, shows. That was somebody that clearly had cable or Sky when he was yeah. a kid. For me, poor man's wrestling. Uh, Friday night was, uh, Channel 5 was um, the WCW. Yeah, WCW Worldwide. Um, and then on a Sunday, I think around 5 or 6pm on Channel 4, you'd had Heat. <laughs> so that was yeah. that, which would have been from the week before. But yeah. I wasn't aware of that when I was that age. Yeah. Um, so that that's a poor man's version of wrestling. Very poor man's version. <laughs>